The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, December 10th, 2023, on the basis of Isaiah 40, verses 1 through 11. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. Twin brothers are growing up in Jerusalem, and although they're twins, it doesn't take long before their parents start to realize that they are two completely different people. The one brother is smart, book smart. He can memorize just about anything his teachers throw at him. The other brother isn't so good in school, but he's as friendly as the day is long, and that's where he finds his niche, in making friends with just about everybody. The years go by, and the difference between the brothers only increases. The one brother gets put in a top rabbinical school. He's on the fast track to becoming a successful rabbi. The other brother takes a less rigorous path, but he's perfectly happy to spend his time hanging out with his friends. The brothers get older. They each get married and start a family. But the one brother never really figures out how to grow up. He never learns how to handle responsibility. And after one particularly long streak of late nights spent out shirking responsibility and chasing the fun days of his youth, the people in his life just can't stand him anymore. And he loses everything. He loses his job, his friends, even his family. He's left alone and miserable. Meanwhile, the other brother has become a successful rabbi. He's respected, and he takes pride in his mastery of God's laws. About this time, the successful brother starts to hear about a strange man who's living out in the desert. This man is the talk of the town. Rumors are flying around about him. They say he wears a camel skin cloak. They say he only eats locusts and wild honey. They say that he even claims that he's sent from God. The rabbi brother isn't buying it. There hasn't been a prophet in Israel for 400 years. And plus, what does he need to listen to a prophet for? He has God's laws mastered and memorized. His twin brother also hears about this strange man out in the desert, but he doesn't really care for a different reason. He is still drowning in the guilt and shame that comes from having ruined his life. He doesn't think God wants to talk to him. Even if he were a prophet, he doesn't think he deserves to hear God's voice. But the hype about this preacher only increases, and eventually the brothers both make their way out into the wilderness. They follow the crowds, and they find the strange man. And although they go skeptically, they quickly realize that there's something special about this man. When he speaks... He seems to uncover their deepest fears and insecurities. It's like he sees straight into their heart. And then the comfort he offers. He says that there's one coming after him, one who, as great a preacher as he is, he's not even worthy to compare himself to. The brothers start to believe that this man might be speaking the words of God. God's word comes to us in unexpected ways, and at unexpected times. When we think that we don't need to hear God's voice because our lives are going just fine, God speaks. Or when we think that we won't hear God's voice because we don't deserve to, God speaks. And when God speaks, 
we realize that all we want to do is listen. Because although it may come unexpectedly, God's voice is our only path to comfort. God's voice offers comfort instead of despair, comfort instead of pride, and comfort instead of seasonal shifting. It's always been this way. Long before John the Baptist was out preaching God's word to his people in the desert, Isaiah the prophet was carrying God's voice to his people. The people of Judah did not expect to hear God's voice. They had spent the past however many years, as long as they could remember, rejecting God, and their punishment had finally come. The armies of Babylon marched on their nation and conquered them. Jerusalem was destroyed. Their beautiful temple was razed to the ground. All their people were dragged off into captivity. Families were separated from families. They were suffering. They were like that twin brother. They lost everything. They had every reason to think that God had abandoned them. But in their despair, God's voice came to them through these words of the prophet Isaiah. God's voice came not pronouncing further judgment, but offering hope. Isaiah says, Comfort, comfort my people. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received double from the Lord's hand for all her sins. God's voice works the same way in our lives. No matter how self-confident we think we are, there are gaps in our armor, and the world has a way of finding those gaps. When our guilt really grips us, or when we mess up and lose something or someone that we love, when we try and try and try to be a good student, a good parent, a good spouse, a good employee, and we fail, and we fail again, we can be driven to despair. And in those lowest points, it's easy to think that God has nothing to say to us. It's easy to feel like we don't deserve to hear God's voice. But God's voice disrupts our despair. Isaiah offers beautiful comfort for us here. But it's not comfort in the way we're used to receiving comfort. God's voice doesn't bring us comfort in the way that the rest of the world tries to comfort us. God doesn't counsel us on the steps that we need to take to pull ourselves up out of despair. God doesn't give us a YouTube pep talk on how to overcome our mistakes. God doesn't slap a band-aid on our problems. No, he goes straight to the root of all our problems, our sinfulness. And he tells us that our sin has been paid for. Isaiah says that we have received from the Lord's hand double payment for all our sins. That doesn't mean that double the punishment is on the way. It means we receive double the comfort. When Jesus came into our world to do the hard service required to pay for our sins, as many and as great as our sins have been, Jesus offers forgiveness for all of them, and then some. When Jesus came into our world to pay for our sins, when he lived the perfect life that we couldn't and died the death that we deserve, he not only forgave all the sins that we've ever committed, he set us right with God forever. One pastor put it this way, 
If somebody is freed, if somebody is on death row and they're freed from death row, that's great for them, but they can't just waltz back into society like nothing ever happened. With that kind of rap sheet, it's pretty tough to get a job or to walk into a bank and take out a mortgage. They're free, but they have to spend the rest of their lives rebuilding their reputation. That's not us. Jesus has not only freed us from death row, but he has given us a perfectly clean rap sheet. Our reputation with God is like we've never done anything wrong. This is the same comfort that the people of Judah understood when they returned from Babylon out of captivity back to their homeland. They had been through the despair over their failures, and they had experienced the overwhelming joy of God's voice through Isaiah. They were set back on the right path. They trusted that the Messiah would come to pay for their sins. Their motivations were pure, at least at first. But the sinful nature is clever. It can take even our best motivations and turn them into a source of pride, and as the years went on, that's exactly what happened. The people of Judah became more and more like that successful brother, They were taking pride in their own achievements, their own obedience to God's word, their own success that they brought all for themselves. God knew this would happen. He knew that their despair would grow into pride. He knew that they would start to look for comfort in themselves instead of looking for comfort in their Savior. And so God planned to send John the Baptist. John the Baptist's job was, as Isaiah says, to prepare the way for the Lord to make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. John the Baptist came to level the mountains of their pride. God's voice was disruptive in their lives. They were expecting a pat on the back from God, not to be told that they needed to repent of their sins. But only after they repented would they see the Messiah come bringing comfort. Think of it this way. If somebody important to you is coming over for dinner, you don't want the road to your house to be blocked to prevent them from coming. But if the road is cleared and paved and they're able to make it and you have a great night, you wouldn't say you had a great night because the road was clear. You would say you had a great night because of the person who was able to make it to you because of the roads. In the same way, God doesn't tell us to repent just for the sake of repenting. God tells us to repent so we can see who's coming. Isaiah says, The rough ground shall become level and the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. The Lord Jesus came into our world. But again, not like we might have expected. Jesus spent his first hours wrapped in rags and lying in a feeding trough. Jesus spent his years trying to teach people who just never seemed to get it. And even in his death, Jesus was completely humiliated on the cross. None of that sounds like the glory of the Lord, but it is, because God chose to reveal his glory in the comfort that Jesus came to bring us. God could have revealed his glory with mighty acts of shock and awe, but instead he sent Jesus into our world as our humble Savior. And when God removes our mountains of pride, 
we see the glory of the Lord revealed in the double comfort that Jesus came to pay for all our sins and then some. So think back to the two twin brothers. Which one did you identify with? Which one sounded more like you? Are things going well in your life? Are you having success in work and in your relationships? Or do you feel more like the other brother, that you've failed in some sort of way? Pride and despair seem like opposites, but really, they're both part of one life. Everyone experiences both. We shift between pride and despair as we shift between seasons. When things are going well in our life, it's easy to take pride in ourselves. I'm a great student, a great parent, a great spouse, a great, um, a great work person. But if we make one mistake, there goes our sense of pride, and we shift into a season of despair. And then we gather ourselves up, and we regain our pride, and then our seasonal shifting continues. In this way, all people are like grass, like the flowers of the field. Our seasons of pride are like the summertime, when a flower grows up strong and proud. But the one thing about summer weather is that it never lasts. We're sinful, we make mistakes, and our season shifts to one of despair. Our lives could be defined by this seasonal shifting if it were not for God's voice. God's voice speaks stability into our lives. God's voice brings constant comfort no matter the season. God's voice speaks to us in times of pride and reminds us to stop taking comfort in ourselves. And God's voice to us comes up, come, God's voice comes to us when we despair and reminds us that his comfort hasn't gone anywhere. His comfort never changes. His comfort has been the same since the time of Isaiah to the time of John the Baptist right up till now. Isaiah says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. This is the comfort that Isaiah was pointing to when he says, Here is your God. This is what John the Baptist was pointing to when he says, After me will come one more powerful than I. When we follow their gaze and look where they're pointing, we see Jesus, God's voice made flesh. We see Jesus, our God, who offers constant comfort no matter how we happen to feel about ourselves at any given point. So in times of pride, when you don't think that God needs to speak to you, in times of despair, when you don't think that God will speak to you, listen. Listen for his voice revealed in the glory of the comfort of Jesus. Listen to his voice. Comfort. Comfort, my people. Your heart service has been completed. Your sin has been paid for. You have received double from the Lord's hand for all your sins. Amen. Amen.